Hi, friend, and welcome back to the Live Your Legacy podcast. Thank you for being here. So today, I want to start by going back to the beginning of my business, go into some story there. But today, what I really want to dig into is how the heck we are supposed to show up to our businesses, show up for clients and customers and meet deadlines and all of these things when life gets challenging. And as always, my aim is to give you practical tips and ideas that you can walk away with so you can actually use the information that you're getting in here. Um, And also, maybe give you some inspiration, connection, because ultimately, whenever I'm talking to clients about writing better content or creating better content, whether it's video, audio, whatever it is, I always, always, always am saying, you need more story. We need more detail here. And that is in part because I'm a storyteller at heart, but it's also really and truly because I believe that stories are some of the most powerful medicine, powerful tools that we have available as humans, as these social creatures that we are. So that's the plan. If you know you like to take notes, go ahead and grab that notepad, grab your phone, whatever. If you have your phone, you're probably listening right now. So Grab anything you want to take notes with, get comfortable, and we will go ahead and jump in. So I have been particularly thinking about how to navigate running a business successfully over the last few weeks because as I am recording this, it's a little bit of a chaotic time in my life. So I was gone. I was traveling for a week for my birthday and I was working a little during that trip, but also on a bit of a time difference all and on vacation some, right? So there was that chaos. And right as we got home was my dad's birthday. Now, if you haven't been around for a minute, uh, my dad ended his life coming up on six years ago. I'm doing the math. Um, Coming up on six years ago, And so his birthday is always a particularly tender time for me. So that happened a week ago as I'm recording. And then tomorrow, as I'm recording, I am flying to visit and stay with my grandfather who has Parkinson's and who I am going to be kind of, I'm going to be his primary caretaker for the week while my grandmother goes and deals with uh, my great grandmother's estate. So And then I fly from there to LA for a friend's baby shower. So a lot of travel and a big awareness that with being a caretaker, if you've ever experienced being a caretaker, whether a parent, caretaker of an elderly person, caretaker in any capacity, um, you know it takes up a lot of mental, physical, emotional space. It takes up just time space. And so I have been walking into March um, and into April with this awareness that I am going to have decreased capacity across the board. And 
anytime I talk about this, I feel as though I can hear the manifestation teachers and experts about, you know, what you think about you'll attract and self-fulfilling prophecy. And so because I feel like I can hear it, I just want to speak to it. This isn't about creating a self-fulfilling prophecy or having dread over the things that are coming up. It's not about expecting to be depressed or to be grieving on the anniversary of my dad's death or on his birthday, right? It's not that. That's not what's happening for me. What's happening is I know myself, I know how I respond to things, and I know that there are possibilities in these situations that things might get a little more challenging for me. And so when I'm talking about how to move through business when it feels like things are falling apart, I, I am talking about it currently from the vantage point of being able to plan and prepare. But as we'll dive into in a minute, this is also something, all of this is also something that you can really leverage if you didn't prepare and you are right now in this moment finding yourself in the midst of chaos and things are falling apart and so on. I hope for your sake that that is not where you are, but if it is, this is a really good episode for you to tune in, in into, tune in on, tune into. So that's kind of the where I'm at right now. So one of the things, the, the actual inspiration for recording this was that I was writing, I was asking myself, what can I do, what did I write, what can I do to prepare for a challenging week or for a potentially challenging week? Now, some of your answers are going to be, there's not a one size fits all, and some of your answers are not going to be the same every time for every kind of challenging week, right? But I was writing down, here are some of the things that I am going to do, and that's what made me want to share them with you, and so here we are. But then I started thinking about how a lot of the time when we bump into these challenging moments in life, we can't necessarily predict them. And so that's one of many reasons I think this is so important is that the beginning of my business was chock full of that experience, that experience of life is going, life's tough, get a helmet or what have you, and you can't always prepare for it, ergo get a helmet. So if you've been around for a minute, you may have heard some of this, but if not, and I don't even know that I've talked about some of this. so. I started taking on my first clients and had quit my job two, three months earlier, had just gotten married right before I quit my job, and I really had gone all in on betting on myself. It is not necessarily what I recommend, um, but hey, I am still here six going on seven years later running a business and we haven't quit, so it can work. It's just not necessarily what I would recommend. So I started taking on clients, and at the beginning, I think I was charging $100 a month or something, 50, yeah, $100 for two sessions a month or something, and that was not sustainable for me. 
but I started getting some traction. My social media was working. I was getting word of mouth referrals locally and started teaching more yoga classes. So I was actually starting to cobble together a decent enough income that I could contribute to mine and my partner's living expenses. And so I decided to book my first photo shoot. So a few months, four months maybe into my business, I was finally feeling like things were getting going. My partner and I had a really challenging first six months, first year, two years of our relationship, of our marriage, excuse me. Um, so we were definitely going through it and things were really, really tough between us. But I was really excited that the business was working and I could see things starting to grow financially in terms of my impact, in terms of my clients' results, things were really starting to grow. And I still have relationships with most, if not all of those clients from year one, all these years later, which is amazing. So that's where we were. And my partner and I were driving over um, a couple hours to a different town to where we were doing the shoot, where I was meeting this photographer. And that on that call or on that on that trip, on that drive, I had a call with my dad and my grandfather, the one I'm going to be caretaking this week. And we were doing a virtual book club that I had organized for the three of us. And so we had this chat. Everything was great. Talked about some ideas for the next book. And I went, I had the shoot and it was amazing. The photos looked great. I was so excited. I felt professional. I felt legitimate. Things were, I was able to pay for the shoot with my own money from my business. It really felt like things were moving. And then... Two days later, I received an email from my father letting me know that he had ended his life and a myriad of other things. It was a very, very long email, um, but he let me know he had ended his life, that he'd also sent emails to both of his parents, to his brother, to the dean of his department. There was a, there was a list of emails, but... Mine was very lengthy and also included the detail that he left it to me to be the executor of his estate. So incredibly unpredictable. It was very, it was very shocking. I had spoken to him just a few days prior and there was no indication of any challenges. Um, and I went from this high of, oh my gosh, things are working. This is really going to happen. I'm less than a year. I'm only a few months into my business and I feel like I can make it happen. It's, it's already working. And then this tremendous loss. Um, my dad had not told my mother or my sister. So I immediately jumped into that having to tell people, uh, having to tell my dad's colleagues or friends who I had relationships with as well. Um, and then at 25, or I think I just turned 26, um, I was then also living with the quite challenging task of being the executor of an estate and fielding all sorts of questions so a serious moment of 
I'm starting to run my business. I have clients who I'm supposed to have sessions with. I had my first group program that had a couple of people enrolled and was getting ready to launch. And then this happened. Now, I'm not going to say... I am very proud of how I handled the entire situation. Um, And I, from the best of my memory, I think I did a decent job of navigating running a business inside of that. But back then, I really... I'd been curious about, I'd been studying trauma and the nervous system and its effects because I was a yoga teacher and I was honestly just really curious about how the heck do I heal from my own complex PTSD from childhood and from um, assaults and experiences throughout high school and college. So I was already aware of how important our nervous systems are to quality of life, but I hadn't yet made the connections between it, between business and my nervous system, right? It felt like the nervous system stuff and the trauma stuff is stuff that I look at inside of my healing and not stuff that I'm looking at inside of my business. So I certainly turned to yoga and tried to remember things. At that point, I was already the one very pro thing, like the thing I would still suggest, at that point I was already having a lot of healing support. So I was seeing a therapist individually once a week and that therapist also um, facilitated therapy groups. Group therapy is hands down one of the best things I have ever done in my life. I am so extremely pro group therapy. It was life changing for me. Um, and I miss my group. I was in a group like with mostly the same people I rotated through, but with uh, I was in that same group for I think two and a half years and so highly recommend. <laughs> That's a tangent, but I love group therapy. Um, so I was in group therapy once a week, individual therapy once a week with the same therapist facilitating. Um, and I was working with my emotional freedom technique mentor, Dr. Lori Layden, who, is, uh, who I learned EFT through and part of her process when she trains anyone is doing your own work first. Um, obviously it's ongoing, but we did a lot of my own inner work and healing work before she started letting me facilitate for other people. And I also had started working with a spiritual counselor. So I was working with one therapist twice a week my eft mentor eh, probably two three times a month and then a spiritual counselor also two three times a month i was also practicing yoga and so i share all of this to say one first i want to acknowledge that level of support was expensive and so i know this is not available for everyone um There are more options, but you don't need to have four meetings a week. Um, There were points when I did need that, and the the credit card debt that I chose to go in was absolutely worth it because it saved my life. Um, But I I do just want to name. That is an incredibly expensive level of support. It was also not in New York City, but I was doing it without insurance. So there there are a variety variety of factors there. But all that to say... I had a tremendous amount of support. Support doesn't always have to be paid, but I also had a tremendous amount of tools 
right? So as a yoga teacher, I typically practice for free wherever I'm teaching at the time. And so that was a tool that was available for me for free. I also, many yoga teachers, as you may have experienced, are great to talk to, not necessarily therapists, but still great support people. I had a lot of friends who were yoga teachers or in healing arts spaces who were incredible supports during that time. And I also did have both the professional support, you know, with all these sessions every week, every month, but I also had learned so many tools and I was already building my toolkit, the toolkit that now makes me an incredible facilitator for small business owners in the nervous system and healing and trauma space. I was learning those tools back then and had been already, so I got to apply them and use them in real time. So this is one of the reasons I created this program, Regulation Rituals, that is a, a, essentially a resource library of right rituals for nervous system regulation that you can come to again and again. And I made that because I think it is so important for us to have these tools available to us day in, day out, before we're in the moments of triage oh no, something major happened, a huge trauma happened, or maybe not even a huge trauma, but my launch isn't going the way I hoped. My sales have absolutely bottomed out and I am freaking out. I want everyone to be able to have a support system, a support resource in that moment. And that's also why Regulation Rituals, the uh, lowest payment plan is $27 a month. So it's incredibly affordable might be $28 I don't want to be incorrect but it is less than $30 a month um and like not a membership it's $30 a month for 12 months and then it's yours for the rest of your life you can submit ritual requests and so I that's also why I want to record this podcast is to yes I have an awesome resource for you if you want to buy it I'd love to have you but there are also a myriad of resources that you have that don't cost a thing if you're in a space where financial resources are are tough to come by, right? Or if you're in a particularly, if that's, finances are one of the things that is causing the stress and trauma. So that was the beginning of uh, the challenge that, or the, the most sharp beginning. My dad's death was the most sharp beginning of that challenging year, my challenging first year of business. I was still married and trying to navigate marriage and my husband was trying to navigate marriage and the death of his father-in-law and his wife dealing with that. So it was a challenging time. Um, he ended up having an affair. We lived separately for several months. I can't remember how long now. Um, and we've, we have a podcast episode talking about the affair um, with Sophie and Adi Jaffe. If you are curious and want to hear all of those details. Um, so I was dealing with the estate, navigating the affair, navigating, this is also at the time when I... Uh, became estranged from my mother um, because she understandably had a very hard time with my father's death and was 
you took some things, many things out on me and all the while trying to show up and run a business. It's, it's actually one of the reasons that I, I think it started the first seed planting of my deep commitment to ethical marketing because at the time I felt like I had to play out like I was healing or healed and everything was fine because it I, I think I talked about it on my social media I feel like I'd have, I can't remember but I think I had a little bit but I felt all of this pressure to show up still as wealthy and hot and pretty and cool and traveling and lifestyle and right that's that's what I felt still that I had to show up as and so as I am behind the scenes feeling like my marriage is falling apart trying to save it in so much pain and humiliation that my partner is cheating on me in a fairly small town where everyone knows it is there was no privacy really and we had the same friend groups and so and navigating essentially losing my mom because of the way that she responded to my dad's death all the while I'm feeling like I gotta keep this business running and and my version of what I thought I had to do to keep the business running was like fake it put on this toxic positivity outfit if I ever did talk about my dad's death and what was really happening and like turn it into here are the lessons I'm learning here's right turn it into this really toxic bullshit that I I did for a time because I was also afraid that I would have to be living on my own, that I would not be sharing finances with my partner anymore. And I was afraid that I wouldn't make enough money, that I'd have to go back, that I'd have to get a job. And at that point, I really didn't feel capable of getting a job. I was barely holding it together. I was managing to feed my animals and that's about it. It was good if I fed myself in once a day in those times and yet I had such this sense of gotta fake it for the internet and looking back on those posts are some of the most heartbreaking to me seeing what just a year of being in the online business industry and the coaching industry convinced me I had to do really it it really (laughs) breaks my heart to see that and to know what I was going through at that time and see what I thought I had to post so (laughs) super uplifting this is one of the reasons though that I'm so dang passionate about helping you start and grow and run and have a business that doesn't make you leave yourself that doesn't make you do something toxic that doesn't make you break your own heart when you are doing it or when you look back six months or a year or six years later because it hurts and 
it's not required. None of those things are required for you to succeed because, hi, I have been succeeding not doing those things for six years. Or I guess not six years because if year one was, year one was, uh, I mean, it, like comically bad. I don't know what, I don't know exactly what higher power I believe in, but I really, one day I hope I have a, get to have a conversation with them about like, okay, so let, let me know. What was the plan there? What exactly was going on? Did I learn the lesson? Was it multiple lessons? Like, where were we with that? So, <sighs> maybe that conversation will happen. Maybe it needs to happen in the ayahuasca journey. We'll see. And if it does, I will report back. I that much I promise. So in the years, right, I have grown tremendously. I see the connection between your nervous system, nervous system care, nervous system capacity, and business. I know how important it is to regularly tend to your nervous system so that you generally have an increased window of tolerance, you have more capacity to hold things that are challenging, and when things that are challenging come up, you are able to bounce back more easily, with more grace, with more gentleness, and with less pain. So that is the position that I now am walking into things with. So certainly the shock to one's nervous system is going, right, the shock of a death or like something sudden is going to be different. It's going to have a different response, for a different experience effect. That's the word I'm going for. Different effect on your nervous system. But if you in general are taking care of yourself through your own regulation rituals, whether that's yoga, meditation, insight timer is one of my absolute favorites. I've got a couple meditations on there. Some clients of mine have meditations on there, but, and there, there's a free version. That's a wonderful. So meditating, yoga, somatic practices, breath work, polyvagal work, cold showers, body work, massages, energy work, nature, cuddling your animals, co-regulating with a safe person, which all that means is be with someone who is calm and your nervous system will be able to mirror it. Um, that's, we can go way more nerdy and complicated, but that's the general gist of co-regulation. So there are so many tools available to you that you can use on a regular basis that will increase your capacity. Going for a walk. Did I say nature? Nature. Water. Nature. Trees. Forest. Sunshine. Nature. Um, so if you can do those things on a regular basis, you will be in better shape when the shocking moments happen. The other part, though, is that there are certain experiences that you can plan for, right? If you, I'm thinking of a couple clients who are either pre-launching or in the middle of a launch right now, and these are service-based uh, service-based clients, not product-based clients that I'm talking about at the moment, but they knew the launches were coming up. And so one of the things that we talk about when designing a launch strategy is how are you taking care of yourself? Is care part of your strategy? Is nervous system tending and regulation a part of your strategy? If it's not, let's make sure to add that back in. So that is something that we are looking at because we know, excuse me, that if you have greater creative output, 
because you're making more content, you're talking more, you're more social, you might be more tired. It might not feel like trauma, but you might just be lower energy, so you might need to up your regenerative practices. If you are launching, we might know that it might trigger imposter syndrome or fear of visibility and that texture of vulnerability. It might bring up some financial scarcity or fears around that. It might bring up fears of rejection or experiences of rejection. So when we walk into a situation like launching a sales period, putting a new product out in the world, or caretaking our grandfather for a week while also working, we can walk into that knowing it might be a little more taxing, my capacity might be lower, so here's how I am going to prepare for that to ensure that I have the best time possible and can be the best business owner, boss, team member, facilitator, coach, service provider that I can be. So I'm sharing here my process. Please take any of it that resonates for you, but also recognize it's my process. This is not a universal truth. Um, these are just the things that I do and am doing to make sure that I have as good of a week as possible and that I can be who I want to be to my grandfather, that I can be who I want to be to my clients and my new clients that I'm onboarding, all of those pieces. So they, I have a list. I have a list of the things to make sure that I cover all of them for you. So first things first is that when I'm walking into this, I need to know, I need to remember. I need to know that I have tools. I need to remember that I have tools and I need to remember to use my tools. Odds are, if you are listening right now, you have some sort of nervous system regulation tool. Whether it's you have my regulation rituals library or you have insight timer or you've learned a practice from a therapist or a previous coach or you do yoga whatever the thing is you have practices the thing is as we all know your practices don't work unless you work them they will not work if you don't use them and it is easy to forget when you are especially when you are stressed or trauma traumatized that you have those tools and you have those practices. So one of the things I will do is maybe put a regulation rituals image on the background of my phone for these weeks. So I can see that reminder every time I look at my phone, every time my phone lights up. I am also setting reminders just in the reminder section of my phone that say regulate. It's just a little reminder that pops up throughout the day that reminds me to check in and say, okay, how am I doing? And then if the answer is, ooh, I'm not doing so good, I can set aside time either in that moment or later in the day to say, okay, I'm going to go to one of my regulation rituals. I'm going to go to one of these tracks and press play. I'm going to do a yoga practice. I'm going to guide myself through breath work, whatever it is. Those reminders make it it's not even that it's easier to remember. It's harder to forget that I have these tools and it is harder to forget to use them because I'm not relying on my own brain when my brain is stressed, potentially triggered, and at lower capacity. So recognize 
that you might be walking into a situation where your brain will have lower capacity, you will have lower access to your frontal lobe, the part that controls creativity, logic, executive function, decision making. If you know that you're going to have less access to that, set yourself up for success ahead of time by making it easy to find your rituals. If you're traveling, bring the things you need with you and set these reminders so that you don't have to try to remember when you are in the moment what tools there are for you. You can also, this is a pretty classic therapeutic technique, I think especially for folks who are in PTSD episodes or living with uh, really gnarly anxiety, but you, it is really helpful to have a list on your phone. So in the notes app, if you use Notion, that's what I do. You could have a separate reminders list that you use, but having a digital list, so it's always on you, that lists These are the things I will do when I am dysregulated, when I am stressed, when I am triggered. These are the things that are available to me. These are the tools I have so that you can see them. And again, not have to rely on your frontal lobe, on executive function to remember or decide. You can just read and then do the thing. So that is a crucial piece of this. And then the second big, there are two kind of big buckets know that you have tools, name what your tools are, and externalize your ability to remember to use them. Second piece is knowing to the best of your ability, predicting your capacity and setting boundaries appropriately. So what that looks like for me, I have a Sunday evening, sometimes Monday morning ritual that I have this Notion template. If you want it, send me an email or a message on Instagram at chelsea.quint or chelsea at chelseaquint.com and I will happily send you the template. Um, But I have a template that I go through that helps me plan out my weeks. I'm rather flowy. I don't love too much structure if it makes me feel boxed in. So I don't always do it. But on the days, on the weeks, in the months, when I know that things are going to be a little stickier for me, I really make sure to prioritize it. Basically, I just brain dump all the things on my list, pull it into a calendar view so that then I can really see here's everything on my plate, what is my capacity? And especially when I know I'm going to be caretaking my grandfather for the week, I know I'm going to have decreased capacity and that's going to require some different boundaries and some different communication with the important people in my life and my business. So I go through this process. I write out what are all the things on my calendar? What are all the things in my brain? What are all the tasks that will take up my time energy throughout the next week? I put it all down and then I pull it into a calendar. Then I can see, okay, what genuine capacity do I have each day? What therefore do I need to communicate to team members, friends and family members, clients, customers? And then the next step is to actually set the boundaries, take the action and communicate, right? So for me, just to give an example to make this more solid and concrete, for me, I know that I sometimes, I think I technically have a 72-hour turnaround time for edits or review from client work, but a lot of the times I'm able to do 24 or 48 hours. I know that when I'm in a sticky space, that's not true. So I'll need to communicate, 
there is not availability for reschedules. There's not availability for quick turnarounds or urgent projects. That's not going to happen during these dates. Simple. And then if you communicate ahead of time, you also can hopefully, if you have people-pleasing challenges like myself, you might not fully get rid of it, but you can get rid of some of the guilt of, am I being a bad service provider? Am I being a bad business owner? Am I being a bad boss, a bad team member? When you communicate ahead of time, you are able to mitigate that guilt for yourself and allow yourself to not waste energy on that when you're already maybe a little lower energy or a little bit more drained. So look at the week, look at your capacity, and then identify what boundaries do I need to set with whom and clearly communicate I'm not available for this. I am not available for that. Here is what I need. That leads into asking for additional support. So this can be kind of one and the same, especially with team members and friends and family. If you know ahead of time, okay, I am going to need to not be on social media because I'm going to be busy and I can't post, that's a great thing to ask a team member hey, can you post for me this week? Here's what's going on for me, right? If you know that you're going to need to vent and talk or have someone to co-regulate with, telling a friend or family member, I am going to need to lean on you extra. Is it okay if I call you? These are the times I think I might. Or can you just know that if I'm calling, I really need to talk and either text or call me back? So you're setting yourself up ahead of time for support, for understanding from clients, customers, team, and you're setting yourself up to remove any of the guilt that can come with having to set a boundary after a boundary has been violated or after you've dropped the ball, we're removing any of that because good God, do you not need that when you're already in a little bit of a tough place? So that's a lot of the good stuff. Really simple, but stuff that we can forget if we know things are hitting the fan. And the thing is that you can also, let's say I, had I listened to this podcast episode from someone else six years ago, right after my dad's passing, I could have gone through this list of things, done these things to the best of my ability because I was in a trauma response, but I could have gone through and done these things and communicated and I would have had a much better time inside of my business. I wouldn't have had to leave myself or abandon myself or betray myself in those moments. Now, that's the only tool I had available to me at the time, so I don't judge myself. I don't look down on myself in any way, shape, or form, but I do hurt for my past self, and I don't want you to ever experience anything like having to leave yourself to show up for your business. So I hope tremendously that some of these things help. The one last tip, I'm scanning through my list, but the one last thing that I'm doing is recognizing, again, like we've touched on, that you're likely going to have a decreased intellectual cognitive capacity when you are in these times, right? 
So knowing that, if you know ahead of time, what are the things that you can pre-batch to make your life easier? The one that I'm particularly thinking of leading into my week is pre-batching content. So having content ready to go for the entire week so that I don't have to post. If I feel inspired, I can write something, but I want to have everything. I actually already have uh, my email for the week ready to go out and we're going to be good to go. This podcast is going to go out. That's going to be a beautiful piece of content to add um, and we can do some socials about that. So there's a lot that you can do to improve your experience of running a business while life is feeling really tenuous. And this list of ideas of things that you can do for yourself applies if you're sick or if you are dealing with a family member being sick, if you are experiencing loss and you are grieving, if your own mental health is really not doing so well and you need to navigate taking care of yourself, this is still a great way to make sure your business is continuing to move forward, continuing to thrive, even if you need to take a step back. Because I've worked with many, many, many solo entrepreneurs and even small business owners who have employees or have a team who whose businesses really can't thrive or run that well if they step away. Now, obviously, or maybe it's not obvious because it didn't used to feel true for me, but it is true. I am telling you this with 100% certainty, 100% guarantee. It is true that one day or a couple of days of being away or stepping back is not going to ruin your business. I promise, I promise, I promise. But if you are in a time when you need to step back further or you can't really don't have consistent energy and are struggling to rely on it that may very well affect your business it's one thing I work with my clients to prevent is trying to make sure that they don't have that um, have a business where they have to be on and have to show up day in and day out but if you're not there yet makes sense and I still want you to be able to step away and hopefully, or step away or at least be gentle on yourself if or when things hit the fan. So I hope beyond hope that this helped you. That is what I am always here for, is to help you and to wrangle my animals. Um, if you are watching the video version, you see me leaning all over because my animals are being a little bit crazy. So. It is really good to hang out with you. Keep your eyes out. Keep your ears out, eyes out for upcoming episodes. We've got a lot of goodness and juiciness coming your way on the pod. So if you are not already subscribed on your favorite app, go ahead. Make sure you do that right now before you head out. And if you want to grab regulation rituals, try these out. I have pulled together a mini version that you can try out for free. If you would like, it has, I think, 
five or six of the most downloaded practices from the rituals. So the most popular ones, the ones that people are really using the most, those are the ones I decided to give you to try it out. So the link for that will be in the show notes for you. Just click over there, sign up real quick, and you'll also get a coupon code if you decide to buy the rituals that I think takes the price. I mean, it's a really, really excellent coupon code. You can get it for around $20 a month for all of the rituals and access for life. So that is what I have for you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with me. And as always, if you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, please reach out to me, email me, message me on socials, and I will talk to you soon.